following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Oh my God! You, yeah, dude, it's not a dude. Right before I come on air, you walk in the I'm door. Sorry. I count that officially late. That is okay. The listen. theme song played, and you weren't in here. Listen, it's not a big deal. Okay, I was just buying drugs from this guy. Okay, I was, outside. I was letting the the music roll yeah. a little bit, see if you'd come in, yeah. and you did. And it's I, not a big deal. It's my grandpa, man. Chill out, guys. Okay, so I mean, we got to get to the bottom of this. Exactly why you're like you say you brought you're buying drugs from somebody outside. Yeah, it's my grandpa outside. From your grandpa, you were buying drugs. Yeah, is yeah. he a drug mule? No, he's like the guy. He's like uh, Tony Montana. So. Yeah, and he's been listening to the way you guys have been treating me, too. So. Is his name Irving Zisman? No. His name is he's Tony Montana. He's a political refugee. I said about kidding our kids, man. I said about kidding our kids. So you're saying you bought cocaine? Well, not exactly that. And you bought it for yourself? Well, I bought for the whole show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, come on. Tell man. me we're having a party. Yeah, we're having a party party. This I should have brought streamers. This episode brought to you by uh, Rehab. It's going to be amazing. Travion, you're going to say, we gonna... better, better hush it up now. We're getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no. You're going to. Travion, you ready? There's going to be some dogs sniffing your truck know. here in just a second. Oh, boy. Oh, that's. Uh, RCPD, if you're listening, <laughs> just a joke. All right. Yeah. This is a cold open. Just a joke. Not yeah. really part of the show. The show hasn't really even started yet. No. And, yeah, I, Sarah was on the road. She rolls in 359.6. And I'm like, yes. Lego! And then by the time I got all my stuff. Have you finished that ball pit? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's completely done. It looks amazing. I had to, I had to cut, like, I, I had to cut a little section out of it and lower it. So that Sophia could get in and out of it. It looks like really, it's like the nicest thing I've ever made in my life. So how old is she now? She's 14 months old, officially. Is that old enough to be walking? Yeah, oh yeah. She runs. She doesn't walk anywhere. She runs full speed everywhere we go. And so, um, yeah, she's actually spent, it took me a while to get this thing put together. And I think she spent over under... 37 seconds in there the whole time. She gets in and she gets out. Gets in, gets out. Gets in. Oh, it's just crazy. What well, was your fear like, all right, you got this all built. It's amazing. You're really proud of yourself. And then she never plays with it. Yeah. Yeah, which is literally happening. But I feel like. You could play with it. Yeah, I do. I jump in there. I go, yay. And she gets in and it gets weird. We get weird on it. Um, I think what's going to happen is in a, like a, we're going to wait a little bit. And in like a year, little new baby's going to be like, ah, and Sophie's going to be like, oh, yeah, I like that now too. I like it too. I like it too. She's really into reading books. She loves mm. to give us Book books word. and like she wants us to read them to them. I, but to me, that's a good sign. It's a great sign. She's going to be like her mom, very, very studious and loves books, but it's all like 
Spot and Old McDonald. Let me tell you, those guys, they ain't doing much. You know what I'm saying? Spot, it's bedtime. Spot, where is he? In the closet? Nope. <sighs> like, dude, we gotta go spice it up a little bit. There's some Arthur in there or something. Ooh. Berenstein Bears. That would, okay. Berenstein or Berenstein? Berenstein Bears. Berenstein. Is it Stain? I always thought it was Stain, but it's Steen. Steen. Oh, that's, okay, okay, right. okay, okay. The Berenstein Bears. It doesn't I just, sound right. It doesn't. And it doesn't look right either. Like, even when you're like, that's the real one, it's like, that's not the real well, one. Well, even for the longest time, I didn't know exactly how to say it, so I just start throwing, I, I make sure I get the B in there. You hear, like the bear, you hear that part of it, and I just kind of, Berenstein Bears or something like that. Just throw it together. <laughs> To make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. How often are you having to... T- Thanks to a video on Instagram, I learned how I, to say it. Yeah, okay, okay. Correctly. I just go, the bee bears, you know what I'm talking about. Papa bear. Where's your bear book? Where's your bear book? The one with the guy wearing the overalls? Not the one chasing the uh, little blonde girl out of their house. Trying to kill her, yeah. <laughs> I, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. And the blank's still there. That's one of my favorite parts of grumpier old men. When oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That's right. I, was, I, I knew exactly what you're uh, <sighs> quoting there. Yeah, and that's a good one. Nice call there. Pulled out a Remington semi-automatic with a scope and a hair trigger. Do you make stories up on the spot like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spin it a different direction? Spin it a different direction and talk about her, too. Um, and singing. You sing a lot with a little kid. You know what that makes you? A cool dad. Thank you. Thank you. Now you can't do that forever, though. No. You have to evolve as the cool dad. So that Paul Parker, I, we give him a hard time a lot on here, but he's like, he's really been showing me the ropes. And he's like, dude, just wait till they don't want you to do stuff. And he's going to break it. Was he heart. making you how to dad videos? No, he's just showing me, like, he was telling me, like, sing to her. You know, like when she's, like, the rock of my baby on the... It, that is not a joke. That is not cliche. That works like a charm. Because when you feed them, you know, you feed the baby, and then you're supposed to go to... Now it's time for sleepy. But sometimes, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the baby don't want to go to bed. And so the baby's like... And she's like grabbing me, you know, and trying to like mess with me and have fun. Go to bed now. The game is on. Uh huh. And I can't. Fourth quarter. So I got to go. Rockabye, baby. And man, it's wild how quick. And then like, daddy's going to buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, daddy's. And then I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember what. I go, daddy's going to buy you. Forget lyrics. A porcupine. And if that porcupine don't poke you, you know, and just like make it just whatever. Because she doesn't know. She's dumb. She's 14 months. She's like, blah, blah. I'm talking junk of my own daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did I take drugs? Oh, my God. Trevion, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Tick, tick, deleted. Get that out of there. Now, do you dress her up in, like, K-State stuff on game days and go all out? She's a big Cats fan. She's Loves the biggest cat. Did you ever Chris see Kleiman. that? You ever see that picture of her at a football game? Um, we went to every so, football. Actually. We went to every home game, and she did amazing. She sat through the whole thing, never like freaked out. And now she can wabash, and now she's wabashing and getting weird. She's a big cats nachos, fan. big cats fan. Loves good. them, good, good, good. But she's very critical of them as well. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how much talk we're gonna get in on anything cats today. Maybe a little bit in the second hour because I know they did. Uh, 
get a commitment from a defensive end yesterday. Yeah, which and that was guy pretty cool. Good Arizona guy, weak side, big guy, big, I, big guy too. Big. I, the size I think is the most impressive thing about it's him. Crazy at defensive end, but he looks like he's twenty three. <laughs> I, I go, there's no way. Wait a second, this guy's big. So we'll try to squeeze him in a little later on. I've been kind of a <laughs> when it's not in state guys. It, it's funny how that works. When they're not from Kansas, it doesn't feel or like not from Kansas doesn't have a four star next oh, to their name. Oh, it's just three stars. And from Arizona, it's not priority number one for some reason. Is this I don't a, get it. Is this a coach's kid or something? What's going on here? No, actually, uh, so there was a couple of headlines today that actually came out of Big Ten Media Days. And from Greg Warren, who is, or Ke- I'm sorry, Ke- I get them mixed up. All the uh, commissioners of these conferences, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Warren. Of the Big Ten, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll start with one here. We'll have the other one coming up at five ten. So the first one is about the potential of expanding the expanding the Big Ten. Of course, I Whoa. mean no secret. Very recently, they expanded a couple of teams by equaling themselves up with the SEC, adding two more, and they got the Los Angeles market mm-hmm. with USC and uh, and UCLA. So this was from earlier today. Kevin Warren on the possibility of future expansion of the conference. I get asked every single day, what's next? It may include future expansion, but it will be done for the right reasons, at the right time, with our athletes, academic and athletic empowerment at the center of any and all decisions that we will make regarding any further expansions. We will not expand just to expand. It will be strategic. It will add additional value to our conference and it will provide a platform to even have our student athletes be put on a larger platform. I'm going to stop it there. It's a lot of blah, 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 a lot of filler. We're going to do the right thing for these people and these people and these people. I mean, we know, yes, you got to say those things. We get it. I mean, Brett Yormark, he gave us a similar response. We're going to expand. We're going to do what is right for the Big 12, what's right for everybody, what's best for us, you know, media, all this stuff. Go ahead. Sorry, dude. My bad. Um, I just had one question. Yeah, go ahead. Was this guy in St. Peter's Basilia or somewhere? <laughs> Where is he giving this speech at? It was a little echoey, wasn't it? What the it? hell was going on? I believe it was Lucas Oil. Oh, okay, of course. Because, yeah, yeah, they yeah, they love that place. Indianapolis, yeah. yes. Oh, the, my uh, God. Side of the championship game. Yeah. Well, okay. and that wasn't from, like, the actual broadcast. Like, somebody was filming it on their phone or a camera or something. Ooh. And I just took that audio because I found it on Twitter. Sure. No. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to do all the digging through the whole press conference. I just I, I heard the clips earlier. I wanted those clips. I just found an easy route to go get them. All you, right. Not, Sorry, it wasn't to your quality. No, not on you. This is not on you. I just thought he was at the the bottom of the Grand Canyon or something. I thought he was going <laughs> to start screaming. Are you entertained? Are you entertained? <laughs> today, today, today. I am. I am the luckiest, luckiest man. Yankee Stadium, nineteen twenty-seven. Hello, it was crazy. I have completely forgot what my next point. Or my first point was so. Talking, thank you for that. We're talking about the. Big I know we're Ten, talking baby. future expansion. Um, I think they've done what is needed to be done. I think they they have completed what was, in their opinion, absolutely necessary, and they pulled it off greatly. Mm-hmm. I say for that, and I know 
you know, the Pac-12, when they think back what happened back in January and February when we were talking college football playoff expansion, and we will get to that in the second hour because that was brought up as well during Big Ten Media Day, and uh, somebody from Ohio State made a comment about that. <laughs> you know, the Pac-12 is pretty upset with the Big Ten when it comes to the whole alliance thing. The alliance broken, I hope, maybe yeah. for the most part, other than maybe some scheduling. But um, the Big Ten has now reached coast-to-coast. And they're right. I mean, Kevin Warren said it. They're now coast-to-coast. They are able to now cover all four time slots when it comes to college football Saturdays. Crazy. They're in Chicago. They're in New York City. And now they're in Los Angeles. (laughs) The only thing, in my opinion, that will continue to expand the Big Ten, get a lot of money, where it benefits everybody, there's only one team, in my opinion, that can do that for them, Notre Dame. Mm. There are other teams that can bring money, for sure, but does it make as much sense when it comes to adding another team, cutting up the profits even more, like an Oregon or a Washington? Would it exactly make that much sense? I don't know the exact answer, but just in my mind, just the way I process these things, I mean, I go back to when Notre Dame and... NBC, Big 12, that whole talk was going down when Dennis Dodd put that report out over a week ago. You know, my mind thought at first, like, I just automatically went to the negatives. Like, all right, what's all the negatives? How bad could this be? Are we just being second fiddle to Notre Dame? Is that where we're going? I don't like it. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then I think of the positives. Like, well, you know, at least we're getting some attention. You know, that's a start, right? I, we're getting a little feeler out there about maybe teaming up with the Notre Dame and moving to NBC and maybe as a second tier. Maybe that's not so bad. You know, we're being considered by NBC. That's not terrible. Not bad. Um, but Notre Dame, I mean, they're asking, what, $75 million reportedly from NBC? I mean, the Big Ten is probably going to laugh at that and be like, hey, okay, that's way, 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 way too high. We cannot do $75 million. But – if we're going to go uneven shares, we could probably give you this much, bring you in. But Notre Dame, Notre Dame does not need a conference for football. They do not need that. They are going to make their money. They do not need the Big Ten, in my opinion. Now, they do have – other sports for Notre Dame does have an affiliation with the Big Ten in certain sports. They have affiliation, of course, with the ACC. They play a lot of football games against the ACC. They get a lot of money for not being in a conference because they are their own brand. Nobody is like Notre Dame. Nobody has history like Notre Dame. They are, and this is probably the perfect word, blessed to be in the position <laughs> they are in. But for the Big Ten to expand further, that's probably their best option. I wouldn't do it if I was the Big Ten. No. I, at this point, you have you – have, landed the top three markets in the nation and you're getting very close and i'm surprised it hasn't been announced yet but maybe after big 10 media days i know i think we're hoping to get it last month maybe this month i don't know maybe in august i don't know we'll see but there are negotiations as well for their new tv deal notre dame wraps up in 2025 so i mean the next couple of months is going to tell us a lot it's going to tell us a lot for the for the Big Ten, for the Pac-12, and maybe even for Notre Dame, who is also looking to sign a new TV deal starting in 2025. So if I'm the Big Ten, you know what? I stick with what I got for now. I think it's a tactic. 
to to stay to say we're going to keep all our options open is just a flex because you're not in the business of going to Oregon just cause like it, that doesn't make any sense when we talk like when people talk scenarios like on Twitter about expansion like we should grab them and grab these people and grab them. I think that the 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 story is when you grab teams and schools just to get people, it always backfires. Like it's always you're cutting the pie too much and you're inviting people just cuz. You need to have a strategic reason. This is why I want this school cuz they're in this market. And then after the top 3 markets go, after that it's kind of like why? Why am I cutting this school in on this money? When we could just keep it for ourselves and be fine, like to be, because the head network people, they're not, they don't care if you have Arizona. <laughs> they don't care. All they care about is the number of TV sets. That's all that matters to them. There's no affiliation. Not just so much about the number of TV sets, the potential amount. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like what the market has reported. Absolutely. Like the market size. Who lives in that area? Uh huh. Because Arizona and Arizona State is a great example of that. Doesn't draw very many eyeballs, but by God, are they in a huge market. They are. They are. But it's like they would have been scooped up. Like if it was like a, a thing that was only based on that potential, they, they would be they would be a part of a different conference, but they're not. They're on the outside looking in. They are – the Phoenix area is getting bigger, but – it's not big enough yet to move the needle as far as we need to grip them from the Pac-12 and put them in our team. I think it's a good idea for the Big 12. I do think it's a good idea to get out in front of something like that and say, let's be proactive, grab those guys, put them on our school, and then wait for the the you know Phoenix area to continue to grow. But as of right now, here, right now, the SEC and the Big Ten are looking at the cold, hard numbers for right now. And it doesn't, you know, those are the Los Angeles was it. That was the last one. And now it's like, I don't know what you do. I don't know why you would invite Oregon and Washington just to say, yeah, we're up there too. Who cares? Man, you think uh, you think the Phoenix area is going to continue to grow? I don't oh, know, yeah. man. Those temperatures continue to rise. Mm. Sooner or later, Bismarck, North Dakota is about to be the new Palm Springs. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter how ha- how high the temperatures get. Bismarck is just always going to be <laughs> Bismarck, North Dakota. D- you know, shout out to Bismarck. I don't want to talk too much junk on them, but yeah, I think they're going. I think it'll be a big deal, and hopefully, those guys tune in to games. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only does it continue to get bigger, but those people enjoy Arizona or Arizona State, and I hope the Big Twelve does. I hope they grab them up. I, I would like that very much. When we come back, it's my weekly top ten list. It's Tuesday. That's coming up next. Stick around. It is top ten time. <laughs> Any idea what my top 10 list is about this week? Yep, I already know. Yep, because I gave you uh, an idea last week, right? After playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. I think you actually encouraged me to do it because you're like, I, I thought about doing this 
top ten, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely, because like I love these kind of top tens. I like this, brother. I have uh, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a game show host. Bob Barker is the the first person <laughs> that ever in my life, in, he's a hero of mine, influenced me. To be an entertainer mm-hmm. of some way. And I've been an entertainer in many ways, from this show to K-Rock, ring announcing once in a while, uh, DJing at weddings or parties or whatever. Uh, I love to entertain people. I like to be a part of people having a good time. Mm-hmm. And so I love game shows as well. So my top 10 list this week is my top 10 favorite game shows. Simple as that. I had a great time, even though it was a train wreck hosting who wants to be a millionaire last week? I would do it again. That was fun. And it, the question's too hard. I mean, you think I was actually going to give away 100 bucks my own money? Come I mean, on. Come on. Crazy. This is an amateur hour. This is crazy talk. All right, my top 10 list, favorite game shows of all time. Number 10. I think DG knows. I know what this one is. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, oh. Yeah, so this will be the only one. With your guide, Kirk Fogg. So be the only one that has like a kids show element to it. But Legends of the Hidden Temple, of course, had a lot of history evolved into it. A lot of the questions, the games. I mean, it was all circled around legendary, forbidden. T- I don't know. It was just a bunch of history rolled into it, either real or fictional. Loved it. But uh, all the different teams, the obstacles, and then the final game, the obstacle course through all the rooms and Ooh. stuff. You had to, I, I don't remember the names of the guys that would just come out of the yeah. background and like take one of your medallions. Or yeah, I don't yeah. remember all the uh, the terminology and the lingo of the show, but oh. I remember as a kid, loved Legends of the oh, Hidden Temple. Awesome. And there were always kids screwing up on there big time, man. Number nine. <laughs> It's time for the Family Feud. This is my favorite Family Feud the theme song. Family. The first Steve, one. Kathy, Rick, ready for action. Ready for action. Ready. And of course, this was the Richard Dawson Family Feud. Give me a kiss. Let's start the Family Feud. Ha Well, and I was I was always entertained by the old episodes because the families would like come out of the wall after being posing like they're for a family photo or something. Most underrated, coolest way to introduce a, like a, a person on a game show I've ever seen in my life. That and was I, awesome. And I think Steve Harvey, in a way, has been doing that once again. At least I've seen it for the celebrity cool. family feud. They're posing right before they come to the podium. That's cool, man. That but, is cool. Of course, that's also famous because Richard Dawson would kiss every single woman on the show. If you were a guy, your family's on there, you were like, I'm going to beat him up. As soon as we get done with this, I'm going to knock him out. Well, and before, and we'll get to the show, of course, a little later on in this top ten, but Richard Dawson was also on Match Game, and every time he won some money for a woman, they would kiss. And other celebrities would kiss women and the uh like male celebrities would kiss the female uh the the male contestants would kiss the female celebrities. Like everybody Dang. was kissing everybody. It was all good back in the day. I, I need to ask somebody who was like an adult in the seventies. 
Like, was kissing like that just the norm? <laughs> Everybody just rolled around making out 24-7. Travion, just, what's your take on that? Since that um, Elvis movie, I've been watching a lot of like Elvis clips and stuff. And like whenever you would be in Vegas and whenever you would do just can't help falling in love with you, we'd go out in the audience and like kiss every woman there. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this is so weird. But I mean, you can get away with it when you're Elvis. But yeah. Like, it's just weird because no one can do that now. The king of rock and roll, man. He, You know, you're a guy, you're going to be like, what are you going to say? You can't kiss Elvis Presley? No. Good, you got to do that. Did nobody tell me you're going to catch mono if you Ru- kiss everybody? Well, I mean, not Richard Dawson, though. <laughs> Come on. Number eight. For $500,000, is it Ms. Magazine? Yes, it is. Do you remember Greed? I do I think we actually just talked about this not too long ago. It's the biggest game show in television history, where one person in one night could walk away with over $2 million. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Greed. So I, I think we did briefly talk about this last week. Greed was Fox's way of trying to counter who wants to be a millionaire. And it was a pretty dramatic show. As a matter of fact, I introduced it to Lindsay just yesterday, maybe a couple of days ago, and I think she got a little into it. But you had to answer eight questions, you could win $2 million. I'm not going to talk about the whole game. But Chuck Woolery was also the host. I am not, like, as a game show host, I'm not a big Chuck Woolery fan. I think he's a little overrated. He messed up a lot on the shows, especially Greed. But he he did give a certain feel to Greed. And it was a a pretty dramatic game show. Like, you were kind of hanging on the edge of your seat for those big questions. Eight questions for $2 million? Well, in the last four questions, all had four correct answers. Like, four out of eight or four out of nine. Oh, God. It got tough. Oh. It got tough. That was what made it interesting. All right. Yikes. My top ten favorite game shows. This is, uh, let me try it again. Number this. seven. My mom is the best Wheel of Fortune player to never play on Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) She is a wizard at Wheel of Fortune. She could guess a four-word puzzle with four letters. (laughs) She's like, um, she's like, well, if I get on that show, I'll freeze up and get nervous. I'm like, well, you don't know that until you try. You don't, and then it'll be awesome because we'll have the footage of you freezing up and we can watch that every thanksgiving and christmas pop that in come on mom number six this week jason alexander little richard (laughs) penn and teller (laughs) from darlin gray mimi kennedy and sullivan gilbert godfrey Comedian Judy Gold, writer comedian Bruce Valance. Yeah, of course. Starring Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> With Tom Bergeron, your host, all on Hollywood Squares. Oh my God! When I was a kid and Tom Bergeron was hosting Hollywood Squares, I watched it every single day because it was hilarious and some of the stuff I did not understand. Right, right. But it's there. comedy after every question. 
You got a lot of funny people on that show. They're going to always come up with a wisecrack before their real answer. And I like the um, the answering of you agree with them or you disagree with yeah, them. Yeah, that's cool. Because it's not as easy as you think. Right. And I love Tom Bergeron. He had a rough sh- – he, he had big shoes to fill with the America's Funniest Videos. And that wasn't fair to him to do that. I but thought he did great. I thought he did awesome, but it's just like Bob Saget. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough to replace. This one gave him his own vehicle to do his own thing, and he was awesome. He was amazing at it. He bergeroned all over that show. It was great. And But what's the thing? Did they have a lifelong contract with Bruce Valanche? Did he have he to was be on, on that, well, every— uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the center square for the whole run, I think, for like when it was on in the early 2000s. Also, um, when uh, speaking of Tom Bergeron— when Match Game was brought back, Alec Baldwin became the host, and I think he does a pretty good job, but I think Tom Bergeron would have absolutely knocked it out of the park because he could match the same energy that also like uh, Gene Rayburn brought right. back in the 70s. Yeah. All right, my top 10 favorite game shows. We're halfway through. Here's number five. Number five. Hi, we're going to 45th and 3rd, please. 45th and 3rd? <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys are in the cash cab. It's a TV game show that takes place right here in... So, Taxi Cab Confessions. No, I'm joking. Ta- uh, cash <laughs> Cab. It was on the Discovery Channel. I, I think it's on Bravo or something. They've moved to Chicago. They're all over the place now. But this started in New York City because that's the cab capital of America. Yeah. And the possibility of you being surprised by being on a game show and you can win a couple of thousand bucks in a matter of 20 minutes, that's a pretty good deal. But the thing is, the questions are kind of hard yeah. for that show. I mean, you, there's, I mean, New York City's full of smart people. That's the perfect place to do it. But I like the, the surprise element. Plus, Ben Bailey, who's the host, he's also driving a cab at the same time as hosting a game show. Yes. That is an underrated talent. Absolutely, because it's New York, too. And have you, did you know he was a stand-up comedian? Yes, I did. He's really funny. Yes, I did. Super funny. Now, I think these last four won't be much of a surprise. Number four. This is Jeopardy. If I didn't host this show, this would be a daily <laughs> appointment to turn on ABC Ooh. and watch Jeopardy. Every single day. It's at 5 o'clock, right? Or 5.30? Yeah. Yeah. 5, five, five f- or 5.30? 5 o'clock. It's got to be 5 o'clock, yeah. I would watch it. And I miss Alex Trebek. But all all the uh, all the guest hosts they've had, and the gal's name, I forget her name. It's not an easy one, but she's from Big Bang Theory. Mayim you know? Bialik. Is that it? Mayim Bialik. I think she's doing a phenomenal job. She's the one. She's the one. We need to get over ourselves. That gal is the, the host. She's really good. Number three. Now, join us from New York for night 48 of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, rest in peace, Regis Philbin. He just recently passed away. Oh, that's right. Last year, he passed away. And Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was brought back for a short time with Jimmy Kimmel as the host. I actually didn't see any of those episodes. I'm sure they were fine. But nobody would ever, ever be able to replace Regis Philbin. But that was, if I remember correctly, that was like the first big primetime trivia game show. Mm-hmm. And it gave away seven figures of money. Man. But there, it, it's for its short run on primetime, 
still legendary. And it's amazing how many shows that were popular, but they didn't have long runs when it came to primetime game shows. Right. And now they like ABC is really like stretching out like for instance, um, Pressure Luck, uh-huh. where it used to be a 30-minute show. Now it's like an hour. It's way too long. Ugh. It needs to be a 30-minute game show. But Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, in my opinion, was one of the perfect game shows you could have. All right. Yes. Number two. Get ready to match the stars. Gary Murkoff. Brett Summers. Charles Nelson Riley. Madeline Rude. Dawson and Betty White as we play the star-studded Big Money Match Game 75. And now here's the star of Match Game 75, Gene Rayburn. So I don't know if Match Game, when it made its run through the 70s, if it was prime time, if it was like during the day. I know it was on CBS, but some of the content, man, it probably should have been prime time television. Because not only was it maybe a tad bit more raunchier, but they probably made just buku bucks more if it was a primetime game show. For sure. Because it's so good. Mm. It has aged very well with somebody like me. Now, they do get away with things back then that they wouldn't be able to today. But it doesn't go too far, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. all very comfortable with each other, and maybe that comfort comes out and we don't take it the right way. <laughs> but I understand their relationship. Like they, they are very comfortable with each other. They're all friends. They can do things like that. And I love the camaraderie they also have with the contestants. They make the contestants feel at home. It's an easy game that anybody can play, and it is hilarious. And my favorite on the show is Charles Nelson Riley. His comedic <laughs> timing is phenomenal. Hilarious guy. He's the best. They're like, back in the day, like, okay, now you got to go to bed. We're going to watch match game. That's a little too raunchy for you. Well, wow. I remember they had a, I've been, like I said, I watch both episodes Monday through Friday every day. I record them and I watch them at some point. It takes ah. less than an hour. It doesn't take that long. But there was like a contestant from the South. And she's like, you know, back where I come from, this is a little taboo for my town. Nobody watches it. It's a little too raunchy, but wow. I like to watch you. Wow. And people were like, really? We're that bad in She's like, the bottom yeah. of Arkansas? Like, yeah. Have you ever, ever watched yourselves? But on my top ten list, my number one is very easy. Here it comes from the Bob Parker studio at CBS in Hollywood. I had to pick an intro with Rod Roddy. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. Because Rod Roddy's voice with Bob yeah. was no joke my childhood. Come on down. Travion, you'll never understand the true heyday yeah. of The Price is Right. Yeah, Travion. You don't get it, do you? Travion, when you stayed home from school and you're like eight or nine years old, what were you doing at 10 o'clock? Were you watching The Price is Right? I was watching uh, like Nicktoons all day. Yu-Gi-Oh! Or something like that. Huh, Travion? I, I really liked watching uh, Murray and Judge Judy, though, even though those aren't game shows. <laughs> okay, Judge well. Judge Judy. I do. Now, my listen. My was Judge Judy. I love, and uh, Maury. Oh, my I love God. love Maury every once in a while. It's pretty good stuff. I, okay. I, okay, you're all right. Kid. Were we talking about, like, Steve Wilkos last week or something? Steve Wilkos came on the TV show, and I'm now, like, 
Lindsay and I were talking more show. We were talking something about that, and she's like, you know, they go from New York City to like somewhere. I'm like, you know what? Like, if we got to New York City, we should totally go to a Mori taping. Oh, they pay you to go. What? They pay you to go. Oh my God, I would. You get on a charter bus, and they bus you over to, like, Stanford, Connecticut or whatever, so it's not a crazy long trip. They feed you, and they pay you. Oh, my God. I'm going, dude. I, I, oh. Now, I would have rather, like, also when Jerry Springer was filming, <laughs> I would have done, the, like, the double dip, Jerry Springer, yeah. some Maury, maybe some Steve Wilkos, whatever they film out there. <laughs> I, I would totally be one of those people in the audience just going nuts about the big... Are you the father? Are you not the father? Reveal yeah, the go, paternity test. Go, ooh, and boo the and boo, boo the dad coming out. He's boo. like, shut up! You don't know nothing. <laughs> and you don't know booed. me. You don't know me. Oh my god! Yes. Oh yes. My favorite ones were like the kids with bad attitudes. Oh my yes. god. That's where the South Park whatever I do what I want came I from. Do whatever I want. I quote that to Lindsay all Ooh. the time. But those you're kids right. are bad. Smoking. Drinking, doing it, and they're like, "How old are you?" And they're like, seven. <laughs> like, what? Go I'm twelve bed. years old, and I do drugs. No, you don't. And there's anymore. nothing my mom can do about it. The one where they were like, they had a bunch of bad kids, and this kid, this ju- the, they brought out an army guy. Oh yeah, I remember. Yes, oh, I know. You're and talking he was about. like, yes. "You want me to be your dad, huh?" And this kid is like, "Yeah, please, I don't have a dad." And everybody's like, "Oh, oh and giant even tearjerker, the, yeah. complete." Flipped through the script. Even yes. that guy was like, okay, yeah, go he to the back I, of the line. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Those guys are cool, man. That's a great show. I want to watch those now. Can we just watch those? Just binge Maury. Yes. Just spend the next uh, hour just playing. I, I'll find a random oh. episode on uh, on YouTube and yes. just play it back. I'm done. I'm down, dude. I'm so down. I haven't Wait. watched Maury in forever. Did- and it's still on. Oh, it's. I thought Maury. I thought he passed away. He no. didn't. Pass, okay. He's still. He's still. It, every show is the paternity test, though. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's like. like this is in. where like we really make our money. Yeah. Lie detector poop. That was a lot. There's only so <laughs> many people that are afraid of sponges. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> it just ended this year. Oh my oh, it's god. Over? Oh, it's a, it is actually over. Yeah, it said the last episode was in March. Travion, oh, no. R.I.P. The Maury Show. <sighs> Never again will people scared of sponge. Just because Maury's <laughs> 83 and he's like, I want to retire. Yeah, he's oh, like, can I go do anything else? Please. <laughs> I've wrecked enough people's lives. Oh, that's funny. Hey, did it ever surprise you that nobody like ever went after Maury after one of those yes. paternity tests? Yes. Especially when he would go after the people. Yeah, he would chase him down. Some like some of those I, I thought for sure, like this girl's gonna hit him in the head. You know what it was? Some girl who had like put two guys through the paternity test and it wasn't either one of them. I mean, punch Maury. He's like a patron saint though. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish up the hour with old Scott Frost. He also spoke at Big Ten Media Days. That's next. What in the world is this? Yeah. Travion Berkland. Kanye. Oh, uh, delete it. (laughs) There's no, there's a no Kanye rule on this show. 
Kanye. Then I'm gonna have to leave the show. Damn. Kanye's the man. Travion went to. It's the worst take so far. Wrigley Field for the Donda premiere, and they like played Donda in Wrigley Field, and Kanye was there. Who else was there? Kim was there. Oh, uh, you really went to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marilyn Manson and the Baby and all those guys were there. Yeah, Trevion loves Kanye West. Loves him. I I love him too. I I can't, I I have to admit it. I, I need to give him. you John Kurtz phone number. You love Kanye too? I love Kanye. Yeah. I don't. I know. I know. You and Big Steve. You know who I like even less? Drake. Hmm. I don't like Drake that much either. I love Drake. I like his older stuff because I mean that's my childhood, but that's gonna happen. I more feel like more. he's kind of more played out. Yeah, yeah, he's played out, man. Yeah. Ask ask me who I like least between these two. Who I like less between the two? Who do you like less, Scott Frost or Kanye West? Who who do you like least, Scott Frost or Kanye? Kanye. Oof. Really? Because Scott Frost has really provided me with a lot of entertainment. <laughs> okay, okay. And this is like this is no offense to Adrian Martinez. It's really the hoodie comment. Mm-hmm. And how <laughs> earlier today Scott Frost Big Twelve, a uh, Big Ten media day rather, and he talked about the sky is falling situation at Nebraska. He's like, it may look like it, but it's not. That's optimism speaking from Scott Frost. Absolutely. Things have changed, of course. They have Casey Thompson, now a quarterback who transferred from Texas. They have a new offensive coordinator. Um, here's the deal, Scott Frost. Now, if it was, you know, the script is flipped and, you know, K-State lost a bunch of games last year by eight or fewer points, like all your losses but one, which they went three and nine, so eight of the nine losses by eight or fewer points. If that was the situation, I mean, yeah, I think we'd be feeling like optimists. If, if we could just go over the hump – but Scott Frost, here's the deal. You have a you have a now tradition at Nebraska, maybe a culture at tradition uh, culture at Nebraska where you're not winning games. The team can't figure out how to win games. You figure out how to lose games. That's an issue. It's been going on your whole time at Nebraska, which are now 10 and 25 against Big 10 opponents. It's ugly. Adrian Martinez made the right move. He has a winning tradition here at K-State. He came to a culture where it's a winning culture, where Coach Kleiman has a couple of eight-win seasons. Not to mention, Coach Kleiman is going to put an offensive line around him where he's not going to have to be begging for his life on every play. I mean, I have numbers to back this up. Pro Football Focus backs it up because offensive line, pass-blocking efficiency. Nebraska last year, 78.5 was their grade as a unit. Where does that rank in the country? We're talking all, all Division I football. There are 295 teams. Nebraska ranked 282. Trev Alberts, I think you're going to have to make an awkward call here a little bit after another rough year. Because, remember, this guy was your national championship winning quarterback. He is a legacy. This is why I don't like hiring alma mater. Because if it doesn't go well, somebody's got to make the awkward call to fire the legacy. It is a ceiling caving in season for Scott Frost at Nebraska. Hour two of the game. Big 12 Media Day brought up conference 
<laughs> college football playoff expansion. That's coming up next. God, that was awful. <laughs>